Religiosanity, episode 106. Back with Pastor Andrew. Have an easy fast, Pastor. Peter, I assume that that is uh, from the current folklore or religious observances. Yes, uh, it's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, yes. The, the issue is that uh, I am not that well phrased. Uh, I'm not a <sighs> New Yorker. I am not well phrased in, uh, in the current, I must right. say, in the current uh, Jewish folklore or observances and practices and their uh, pronouncements. I know some. Uh, well, but, can I tell you why yeah. I learned that? Mm -hmm. Because I, I used to work at an institution where we used to record books for the Jewish blind. And Marvelous. I once made the mistake of saying, Happy Yom Kippur. Oh, of course. That's... <laughs> oh, Peter. That and much so... I know. That much I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they corrected me. No, say, say have a good fast. Yes, please. yeah, yeah. Because that is one of the highest and most solemn holidays. Of yes. course, last uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, there was Rosh Hashanah, yeah. uh, which is New Year. And 10 days after that, based upon uh, those commandments in the book of Leviticus, uh, 10 days after should be the Day of Atonement. And that is coming up now. Mm -hmm. And that is generally known as Yom Kippur. Uh, but in Hebrew Bible, it's Yom Kippurim. Mm -hmm. In plural, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, of covering or atonements, mm -hmm. uh, or it might be plural majesticus, uh, like uh, you, you know, uh, plural of majesty, mm -hmm. uh, and that tells you also how solemn that is. It is, I would say, the most holy day in in our neighbor's Jewish tradition, mm -hmm. and. Uh, it's the beginning of the new year and what better practice but to start a new year with clean slate mm -hmm. and so that is at least uh, one of the explanations of the position of the day of atonement it is the cleansing of the temple cleansing of the people cleansing of the clergy cleansing of the representatives of the people mm -hmm. and all of that and i think that uh, some time ago didn't we do a, a episode on uh, on uh even older version of yes. uh, Day of Atonement right. uh, from Ugarit. That's uh, right. They shared the same culture, Ugaritic. They were only polytheistic and they were several hundred miles north of Jerusalem. But uh, you can definitely trace that back, mm -hmm. uh, this uh, uh, cleansing and coming to terms mm -hmm. with the past year's guilt and uh, attempt to eliminate that, to mm -hmm. cast it out or to uh, erase it. Mm -hmm. uh, over there, it was clearly in Ugarit, uh, centuries before the Hebrew Bible was written, uh, it was an substantial ritual. The text which survived clearly tells us that there were segments of liturgy with offerings, sacrifices, 
which were repeated over and over. And interestingly also, once it was said for uh, male population, starting with king and going through vizier and so on, uh, and in the next round for women of the population, uh, starting with queen mm -hmm. and her household, and uh, going and atoning for all the evil they might uh, knowingly or unknowingly do to words. And now there is a long list mm -hmm. of uh, nationalities surrounding their nation and uh, also social groups within their society. Mm -hmm. And then different uh, offerings are being offered. The text is unfortunately broken, but clearly always there was a cow or bull for, uh, for men of the community and a bull for women of the community. Mm. And then next would be a sheep for men wow. of community and sheep for women of the yeah. community. And next would be a goat for uh -huh. a uh, man of community. And interestingly, there is also that much survived, at least in one fragment uh, of this text, uh, th th there was an offering of a donkey, which mm. is highly unusual, mm. uh, you, you know, uh, offering donkey, and shows also towards the Anatolian origins uh, of, of, of this ritual. Mm. And that is also interesting from the perspective of the other biblical, uh, uh, other biblical uh, context. Uh, of this uh, Day of Atonement mm. or uh, other rituals which are mentioned uh, in the Bible. Because we don't have this liturgy preserved there. We know that, that there were prescribed sacrifices, but we don't have uh, liturgy preserved in the Bible. But we have other interesting and highly archaic rituals. Uh, I just did a uh, video uh, Friday message mm -hmm. for our church, something you something might not know about the Bible, Bible. Yep. Uh, about it. And uh, not that many people know uh, that uh, that ritual, which is described in uh, Leviticus 16, is the origin of uh, the name and the concept of scapegoats. Yeah. Or scapegoat or scapegoating. Mm -hmm. And uh, normally... You don't want to be a scapegoat, yeah. but within the biblical tradition, <laughs> you would rather be a scapegoat. Uh -huh. Because uh, the, to, to, to quickly summarize that, uh, that, uh, uh, that ritual is that uh, two goats are being presented uh, in front of the sanctuary by a high priest, and they cast a lot in between them. And one god is selected for Yahweh, and another god is selected for uh, Azazel, uh, or whichever way it is being pronounced. Uh, and I'm not going there uh, yeah. here because <laughs> lots of uh, first of all incorrect uh, ways. Uh, in 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 English, uh, you, you know, there are like 100 different ways of pronouncing it, um, and then even in. In the Bible, we know that uh, the, the way it is written in Hebrew is probably not the original way of that name. 
Right. And we can touch upon it uh, as well later on. Uh, but uh, let us stay with Azazel yeah. uh, as, as the is the name, uh, whatever that is yeah, <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, and, and it tells you that here is one goat presented to Yahweh and one goat then to Azazel. And uh, the, the goat for Yahweh is uh, promptly sacrificed for sin, yeah. while the goat for Azazel is uh, uh, ritually or magically loaded with a guilt <laughs> of the community yeah. uh, by priest putting uh, hands on, on, the, uh, on the goat and pronouncing all the guilts uh, on it and then driven away into the wilderness. <laughs> so that's the scapegoat and yeah. it makes sense. It's the goat which is driven away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that tells you that the, behind it is uh, this uh, vestige of a magical thinking of uh, relocation of the guilt. It's not complete eradication right. of the guilt, it is elimination of the guilt. And the word elimination actually also means driven out. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. normally we understand elimination these days like complete annihilation, mm -hmm. but elimination uh, from its uh, original etymology means simply driving, casting out. Mm -hmm. So here you have an example of casting out. It's a relocation of the guilt. It's wow. taken the guilt from the community, yeah. uh, civilized world, from, from cosmos, from the yeah. ordered world, yeah. and driving, in, uh, driving that guilt out on that goat, sending yeah. it out to unhospitable places. Right. Uh, and uh, that shows uh, very deep uh, roots of, of this ritual, like mm. very, very deep. Uh, uh, and um, so that, that's the, the scapegoat. Uh, and then Azazel, that is another conundrum here right, <laughs> presented right. to us because uh, that appears just, I think, three times in the entire Holy Bible. Mm. And then definitely is not known as such in uh, any Near Eastern Levantine uh, wow. area. It clearly needs to be some kind of a deity because it's paralleled or in its final yeah. stage, in its final stage, let me put it that way, okay? Yeah. In its final stage, as it is written in the Bible, uh, it is paralleled or this Azazel is paralleled with Yahweh. Yeah. And uh, the same prepositions for Yahweh, you know, selected by Lot, for Yahweh selected for by yeah. Lot for Azazel. That tells you that is an uh, equal person. Yeah. Uh, equal, you know, yeah. divine person, say, you know, or something like that. Uh, and then in addition to that, then this this God is driven to him. All right. So that another indication of personhood, we would say divine, perhaps, but personhood. Uh, so that is uh, that is one of the things. Uh, interestingly, Septuagint never really transliterates or uh, anything of that kind of uh, Azazel. It attempts to translate it uh, from its own etymology as uh, like a scapegoat, really. 
mm. you know, in Greek. Um, and uh, that tells you that um, um, by that time, th they already had an issue with that mm. when the Septuagint was being produced. But uh, no one really knows what the Azazel is, because as I said, th this is the only appearance uh, in, in the Bible and nowhere else you can find uh, anything of that kind. Uh, it, and the way it is being spelled in Hebrew uh, also does not offer itself to uh, easy interpretation. Mm -hmm. Hmm. The most common understanding and the one which I am kind of uh, inclined in understanding it is to uh, change uh, the kind of spelling or pronunciation of that name from Az Azel into Azazel. Yeah, and the God L. Uh, no, that, that, the that, return no, uh, of the God L. No, 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 no. L here oh. is uh, just a generic term for any divinity. Oh, yes, we learned this from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yes. we talked, uh, I think. Uh, it can be God L. Right. But it can also be any kind of divinity or uh, even spirit. Right. Uh, and right. Uh, so it is possible by this uh, switching of Aleph and Zion there, uh, uh, which is possible and is documented in uh, some occasions, uh, you know, these relocations mm -hmm. of, of letters simply for probably easier pronunciation, maybe also kind of uh, censor it a little, you know, mm -hmm. or make it more <laughs> palatable. Mm -hmm. uh, but this Azazel then would mean something like a strong deity or angry deity, mm. depending how we uh, <clears throat> interpret that rude Azaz. Mm -hmm. Uh, in Hebrew, proper Hebrew, it'll be strong, and in the broader, wide, uh, northwest Semitic uh, region, it might also be angry or anger, uh, or associated with anger, mm -hmm. so angry uh, deity or angry divinity or angry uh, demon. Mm -hmm. So that, that is the background of this Azazel. But there are like 100 different uh, explanations. <laughs> uh, no that, consensus on this. Uh, yes, yeah, because, you know, uh, there are at least three major areas uh, where this uh, partly ritual and this name of, of this divinity or something like mm. that, how it is being interpreted. So mm. one is the one which I just mentioned, that it is some kind of a demon of wilderness from uh, West Semitic peoples. Uh, and that is most likely how it was uh, understood towards its end of life uh -huh. before it was written down uh, in the Hebrew Bible. Another interpretation is associated uh, with uh, some names and rituals from Egypt. Mm. But they don't look uh, that persuasive to me. And a final one, uh, which I'm kind of inclined uh, to accept as the very origin of, is coming from uh, Anatolia, that is today's Turkey, uh, and uh, from Hittites and Hurrians, 
partly also by, if you remember, I mentioned that there was a sacrifice of a donkey. Mm -hmm. And that would point that direction also. And uh, there are uh, preserved some similar rituals of atonement, not necessarily for the Day of Atonement, but uh, like driving away the guilt mm. among them. Mm -hmm. when they relocate their personal guilt on uh, an animal, which then they drive away. Mm -hmm. And uh, that might be the very origin of that. And then as it migrated along the coast of Mediterranean Sea, and Ugarit would be one stop on that journey, it eventually assumed some other uh, uh, folk etymologies mm -hmm. uh, or folk interpretation or they'll give it their own uh, understanding but uh, in Anatolia they would put that to any kind of animal which can be uh, driven away mm -hmm. uh, and I think that uh, in some of the sources I, I saw that it can be even a mouse mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So here we have uh, the preservation of this very mm. interesting ritual mm -hmm. across the ages. And we see how it is being preserved and also transmuted and, and changed uh, mm -hmm. over those centuries. It, it is developing much slower than it would probably in our modern times. But uh, I, I thought that this is an interesting insight into uh, uh, our daily coinage yeah. <laughs> about scapegoats yeah. and also about something which uh, we know is precious to our Jewish neighbors yeah. and can be and should be. Uh, precious to, to all of us uh, right, in, in right. some understanding of you know how we deal with guilt how we deal with inequities what we did wrong yeah. of course uh, if we have a chance we should go and directly apologize to the person or persons and directly correct our behavior or correct what we did wrong right but there are many situations where that could not be done. Right. Well, not only that, it sounds like it's a very sophisticated way of understanding that the guilt itself is, is, is weighing too much on people. Like you, you might even say, I'm sorry, and still have guilt. Mm -hmm. The idea of putting that on the animal. Yeah. And just the simple ritual of it going away. Yeah, it's 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 magical, as I yeah. said. You, you know, but uh, in the end, uh, poetic magic uh, is uh, is is a powerful tool. And uh, I would always, as an irrational Presbyterian here, and and Calvinist, uh, like to see uh, that process which I was outlining. You know that that you take ownership of what you did yeah and that you try to personally apologize for it yeah that you try to correct as much as you can of what you did wrong and and uh, with that person addressing it with that person or uh, those people and then 
find a way of correcting your behavior and your life afterwards. But as an arbiter being God mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that is in the case where the, this can be addressed this way. But there are, as I said, many occasions where it cannot be addressed because that person you wronged is gone. Either away and you cannot reach that person or passed away that person mm -hmm. or uh, there are many different ways. And then dealing with uh, that guilt and finding the way how to, first of all, admit that. And that is always present in these atonement uh, rituals, regardless how archaic they might be and how different from our it is just it it cannot be forgotten mm -hmm. it should be lifted up it should be addressed and then uh, we should seek uh, forgiveness uh, either with a person or with God mm -hmm. and before God and making commitments of changing our ways yes uh, so that that would be uh, the, the now is the time to ask you a very important question that maybe we you can't answer. <laughs> this is an example of a wonderful ritual of the Jewish people that the Christians should have adopted, along with the idea of the Sabbath. To me, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. Like, but. Why not adapt this uh, wonderful? Because it almost feels like you you want to do this, and I want to do this I, I, as a day. I I I, I always, uh, as soon as I started to learn about it, I, yeah. I always wanted to do it. Yeah, uh, and uh, we are going to do it this Sunday. Nice. Uh, in conjunction, it is like two days before Yom Kippur, uh -huh. uh, so it'll be our Christian uh, version. Uh, I, and for liturgy, I'm actually using uh, that Ugaritic liturgy uh, to to kind of bring it and updating it. Yeah, there uh, because there is no uh, proper biblical liturgy preserved for mm -hmm. it uh, besides sacrifices and other things mm -hmm. which uh, you know with the with the end of the temple in jerusalem they, they cannot be practiced right. uh, i don't want to uh, appropriate the jewish customs because right. i think that that uh, is also uh, to large extent not appropriate right. for us right to do that, uh, that's their own way yeah. of dealing with it. But we can go even older, <laughs> kind yeah. of, uh, and and still genuinely Northwest Semitic practice, uh, um, make it into a monotheistic version, update uh, the 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 context of yeah. that liturgy or that prayer uh, for ourselves and and make it our own yes yeah, yeah we are going to do that and uh, i think that there is a thing to be considered the, of doing it annually mm -hmm. uh, maybe with a new year uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To, to start a new year with a clean slate mm -hmm. uh, um, I think you did something like that a couple 
New Year's ago. It it is possible. I, yeah. I you, you know, that do, is a good do, idea. Doing one service after another, uh, one uh, eventually <laughs> loses uh, uh, track. What yeah. exactly? Uh, yeah. you, you know, but uh, the other thing is, uh, I, I still. Uh, vividly remember uh, the period after the fall of Berlin Wall mm -hmm. in Europe, where there was this uh, quite genuine desires among uh, the peoples there to account for their guilds back then. Mm. And there was that period of uh, public apologies Mm -hmm. for long neglected or suppressed uh, guilds. Mm. So, for instance, I know from our, my own homeland that there was an uh, apology uh, given f uh, public to uh, Sudeten Germans who mm. were driven after the World War II from their home in the borderlands of my mm. uh, homeland, uh, Bohemia or Czech Republic. Uh, and under pretty nasty circumstances. And uh, it, it continued throughout the 90s. There were these periods of uh, apologies uh, offered for misbehaviors mm. and misdeeds. Mm. Uh, I still vividly remember that uh, some uh, conservatives were really upset with some of the uh, apologies uh, Bill Clinton and his administration uh, issued, mm. or accounting for the <coughs> for the past, you know what right. what we, for instance, did uh, in uh, Central America. Mm -hmm. You know there were some first steps leading towards that. Mm -hmm. I think it still needs to be done, and uh, this example of the say coming from uh, Ugaritic literature. Is, is, you know, think about it, 3,000 years <laughs> uh, liturgy uh, setting an example for us these days. Yeah. Uh, you know, wouldn't it be uh, great to have something like that? Yeah. You, you know, having a regular accounting for what we've done right. uh, and uh, atoning for what we've done or our ancestors did. Yeah. Uh, and frankly, that is what is being a uh, quite hot topic these days, you know, accounting for the slavery. Yes. And, and you know how, how, how painful it is for some people to, to accept that. Yeah. And, and how narrow-minded and short-sighted that is. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it, it simply, it's and, and, and spiritually, spiritually harmful yeah. Yeah. for our uh, American nation uh, as such. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that there is something to be said about atonement. Yes. And with that, I will here end. Uh, by going all the way to Bronze Age, it means something like four or five thousand years back yeah. <laughs> through Ugarit, which is three thousand yeah. years back, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, and until today, uh, it is a very precious and important uh, observance. And we thank you for bringing it to us today. Thank you.